Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice, right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Russ Yeager. He was a guy that used to wear the big baggy pants, no longer. He was um, won the International Physique Transformational Contest at the age of 27, and he is now one of the top body and business coaches in the world. He's an expert in helping men and women create a life they love in all areas by first getting their body, health and abundant energy they desire without starving themselves, doing fad diets or having their lives resolved around working out. He runs three businesses, has three young children and speaks all over the world, yet he's still able to be visible abs 365 days a year while still eating foods he like like pizza and ice cream and helps his clients to do the same he owns two private personal training studios in atlanta georgia and is the author of live longer feel better and look great naked he's spoken on grand uh, grant uh, caro's um, 10x growth can on stage, sorry, my mouthful there, and appeared in numerous fitness publications. And we're going to be talking today. The reason why we've chosen your health is your choice, because it's not just about weight loss or looking good or having the abs or, you know, the bikini body. It is about your health. And uh, when your health is at its optimum, mind, body, heart and soul, then you actually really are in sync and can truly enjoy life to the fullest. Can't you, Russ? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. That might be the most I've ever enjoyed uh, an intro. I love your accent. It's great to be on with you. And uh, yeah, it was the, the husky pants that I had to wear growing up and I, I hated it. <laughs> but, you know, part of that is, you know, I've got a five month old right now is little chubbykins. Everything about him is this lovely little meat chubbykins. And part of that is kind of growing up that until you, you know, it's not about getting the abs because you want to be the jock or, you know, you want to look sexy for the girls. It's uh, it's kind of that um, mind body optimum, isn't it, of, of stepping into a body that, you know, that fits you. Because not everybody, it's about the abs. You know, it's just about having a seat where they can dress well and they feel good in their body. And that's really what we want people to do, right? Feel good in their body. Yeah, I think, I think you said it well, feel good in your body. And, it, you know, it's different for everybody. For me, when I was younger, it, it was all about the, the abs. I grew up the chubby kid. You know, I watched wrestling. I saw the guys in the magazines like, man, I want to be ripped. I want to have the abs. And, you know, and now I'm known as the 46-year-old dad with abs. And I use that as a, you know, as, as a measuring stick for my health. But at this point, like you said, at 40, you know, when I was younger, yeah, all about the abs being ripped. Now, I, my big, I still want to have the abs, but my biggest goal is I want to live, you know, past 100. I want to be healthy, fit. I want to have energy for my family, for my businesses. And I want to have that physical, mental, and emotional health. But here's what I tell people. And I don't, because I don't judge. Like, if your goal is, to, if you do it the right way, if your goal is to, you know, be fit, healthy, longevity, you know, feel good in your body, as you said, hey, if you do it right, you're still going to look good. If your yes. goal is just to look good, pure vanity, yeah, I don't care. That's your goal. Guess what? We're going to get you healthy too, uh, assuming you do it the right way. Because and we can talk about this if you want, but you can be, uh, you can look healthy and have the abs and, and not be, uh, not be healthy. True. Yeah. Well, you know, a healthy mind, a healthy heart and a healthy soul will equal a healthy body um you know a lot of people are always addressing the neck up and you know it's all about the mindset and this and that but it isn't it's, it's the entire you know package here it is about the body it is about the heart and the spirit the soul being in it and if you can be in unison with all of you together then you truly can relive that abundant life right so it's uh, great that you know you want to look great uh, the abs to catch the girls or the bikini to catch the guys. But if there isn't that kind of healthiness from the inside out, then it's shallow, isn't it? Yeah. And it, like I said, it, you know, as a 46 year old dad with abs, I use that to attract not the girls. I have one one girl now, my wife, but I use it to uh, attract the guys because it's cool. Oh, man, yes. guy over 40. 
he's got abs. That's how I bring them in. And then I talk to them about, hey, what's important to you? Yeah. What do you really want in your life? And typically it is, it's a combination. It's, I, I want to, I'm tired, mm. working myself to death. You know, I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't have, you know, any energy for my kids. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired walking up the stairs. I'm scared I'm not going to be around health concerns. Mm -hmm. But then it is, it's interesting. You know, we know ladies have so much pressure to, to look a certain way in society, but it, you know, it, pretty much every guy I work with gets down to in it too. You know, I don't, I'm, I hate going to the pool mm. and, you know, dreading it and, and yeah. you know, having not really take my shirt off or keep the white t-shirt on. So I think it's a combination and I think it's fine uh, to have both, you know, to, to hey, I want to look good. I want to yes. feel confident about my body. Uh, but also having that physical, excuse me, that mental, emotional uh, health too, because if, if you look great, but you're, you know, feel terrible on the inside, mm -hmm. you're, you're not healthy and your no. body is eventually going to break down. Yeah, because there is a so, uh, thing of overdoing it, right? You know, to make sure you look good all the time. But if you're not paying attention to the inner side, then, you know, you're going to, you're going to pay the price for that. I think there's a lot of people that may kind of uh, rush to work out to look good without eating properly. And if you are building muscle, if you are getting your body into shape, uh, you know, it is a mind body thing, but you've got to eat right. You've got to sleep right. You've got to look at your stress level. You've got to look what's going on in your life because it's a whole package, isn't it? To have the whole package, you've got to do the whole package. Absolutely. You know, a lot of fitness professionals, health professionals say it's 80% nutrition. Mm -hmm. I actually disagree with that. I think it's 50-50 and we can talk about why you know, doing a certain type of exercise, specifically strength training, resistance training is super important, uh, not only to keep your body fat levels low long term, you know, keep your weight down, but also for your, you know, bone health, uh, helping with things like osteoporosis, osteopenia, just your, you know, your structure, your longevity, your function. Uh, but I think they say that it's 80-20 because nutrition is the hardest part. Yes. You know, you don't have to work out six, seven days a week. I used to do that. You know, the older I get, I work out three to four times a week strength training. If you do that consistently, like that is plenty. Uh, so that's, you know, three or four hours a week. Mm -hmm. You got the other, you know, hundred and whatever hours uh, where you got to control what you're putting in your mouth. And it's the, it's definitely the hardest part for people. Um, do you find that for some people, you know, in the changing the habits with the food, it's uh, there's an attachment to food, you know, uh, it's maybe, you know, a memory or, or, you know, I couldn't possibly do this. You know, a lot of people are going vegan nowadays and a lot of people look at vegans. I can't live on a lettuce leaf. And yet vegan food is absolutely abundant and got so many nutrients in it. Um, it's just a question. You have to change the mindset to change the diet set. Do you find? It, definitely. There's there's definite attachments and a lot of emotional um, issues with food. I have my own. I'm very transparent. I got that. You know, so I grew up the chubby kid. I just I love to eat from an early age. Um, you know, and I always, I, I would overeat, eat as much as I could. I mean, I've literally won, uh, you know, into my adult life, not proud of it, but eating contests, pizza eating contest, it's just a, a, an ability I have. I still struggle, you know, with overeating from time to time. I've really learned how to control it. And, you know, part of that, again, we can talk about it if you'd like, part of that is a big part of that is mindset. Yes. Um, and then another, and then there are practical strategies. I think a lot, or I know a lot of the diets especially eating plans mm -hmm. set you up uh to have you know issues with food even even disorders with food unhealthy relationships with food you know for example having labeling good foods and bad foods mm -hmm. you know having you know cheat days mm -hmm. um all those kinds of things you know i i entered and i won that international transformation contest at 27 years old you know got in the best shape of my life it's amazing because it taught i know like i i knew from that time and i've obviously learned more and more over the past 20 years, I knew how to transform my body and any other people. And that's how I've helped, you know, tens of thousands yeah. of people transform their body. It's a formula like baking a cake. Mm -hmm. But what it also did, because I was working with top natural bodybuilders and I got into that whole, you know, bodybuilder lifestyle. And it was, you know, you eat perfectly clean, which perfect is, you know, uh, who's to dress that anyway, six days <laughs> a week. And then one day a week, you'd have your cheat day. And basically, you know, you're, what you're supposed to do on a cheat day or free day is eat some things you'd enjoy, um, you know, that you wouldn't typically eat. But what happens for a lot of people, and it happened for me, is you're being so strict on those six days a week. You're, you're saying, you, I can't have this, I can't have it, I can't have it. So that mental deprivation combined yes. with your calories are probably too low. Most people don't eat enough. So now mentally and physiologically, by the time you get to Sunday or whatever your free day is, 
you're eating everything inside, you're overeating, and, and that's just not not a good thing. Yeah, you know, the life is about balance, isn't it? You know, um, you want to enjoy your workout, you want to enjoy your diet, you want to enjoy the, you know, the benefits, obviously, it gives you eating healthily, working out, having a good body, having that energy, because when you have the physical energy, you have the mental energy and everything else as well. But if it is a question of good and bad, you know, cheat, you know, automatically that word cheat, you know, it's already got a kind of a connotation to it of it's bad. And if we put that into our mind psyche, then it, it, it travels over into other things as well. So it's I think, just a question of balance of eating healthy food, but also eating food you really enjoy without guilt. Because if you're eating it with guilt, I firmly believe if you eat with guilt, it puts the pounds on. There's something that happens in your mindset that goes, you know, guilty eating, I'm going to store this fat instead of I'm going to enjoy this pizza, I'll burn it off. So yeah, I, I, I can't explain that with uh, science. I'm not a scientist, but 100% agree. I mean, that's just my mindset. Like, I if I if I if I do overeat, or I eat a pizza, I just know it's, it's going towards burning fuel. And I'm gonna, you know, it, it's not gonna make me fat. Right. Uh, so I, I do agree with that. And, you know, it's one of the things that what I finally figured out is is exactly what you said. Like the best thing to do is eat healthy foods all the time. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't realize that eating healthy and eating to look good are not the same thing because there's people, you know, that eat, you know, perfectly, you know, all organic fruits, vegetables, no dairy, no gluten, no, you know, alcohol, no, uh, you know, no sugar, no starch, no nothing. But they're still overweight or at least they don't not really in shape mm. eating to look good you have to understand the the calories and macronutrients specifically protein and but the crazy thing is if you understand that like if you and bodybuilders fitness competitors they understand macros and calories they can look incredibly fit eating all junk food which i know sounds crazy and i have to be careful of that because i chubby kid comes out sometimes and I, I could look great and have junk food, but that's no good because right. your inside is going to be crap. It's going to catch yeah. up with you. Yeah. So what I do now and teach my clients, and this has been one of the most powerful breakthroughs I've had is 80% of the time eats the healthy foods, you know, the things with the, the great micronutrients, you know, the fruits, vegetables, the healthy, you know, lean meats, nuts, legumes, all that kind of stuff, getting enough water 20% of the time. And, you know, maybe your numbers, 90, 10, maybe it's 70, 30, but about 80, 20, 20% 20 of the time, eat whatever the heck you want mm -hmm. without, to your point, without guilt. And 100% of the time, or as close to 100 as you can, you get your calories right, get your protein right. That's a way you can have great physical health. You can have a great body you're proud of. You can feel good, have energy, and it's sustainable um, for the rest of your life. And a lot of people say, well, why wouldn't you just eat all the healthy food? And yeah, is it, it the best, best case scenario is you do, you do that, but 100% of your food's healthy. Well, I don't know about you, but for me, that's unrealistic and not enjoyable yeah. food meant to be enjoyed. I know a couple of people who uh, eat 100% healthy food. I know three guys, actually. One of them I know is lying. The other, I think, <laughs> is probably lying. One is he really does never eat any junk food, and he's probably going to live longer than us. But the 80-20 is something that someone who wants to be healthy, fit, but also enjoy normal stuff um, you know, on a regular basis without guilt uh, is something that works extremely well. You've got to bear in mind there's the social aspect of it. You're going to go out for dinner. You may be going to go to someone's house. And if it's like, no, I can't eat this. No, well, how many calories? Are, what sugar is in this? What, how much salt is in that? If you're looking at that, you worry eating, plus you're upsetting your host or hostess, right? Or yeah. you're, going, you're going to a restaurant and you're only going to eat that little thing because that's the only thing on the menu that you can eat. And, and everybody's kind of eating around you. But aren't you going to join us? Oh, don't know. I've got to eat healthy. So now they're looking at their food going, God, is this healthy? Should I be eating it? And then it kind of upsets the whole dinner. You know, the whole thing about food and especially eating it with people is to enjoy it. Enjoy the company. Enjoy the food. I'm an 80, 20 percent girl. I'm 80 percent vegetarian or even to the point vegan and 20 percent. I'm not. And that all depends where I'm at. My son owns a restaurant. If he's going to cook for me, I'm going to eat what he puts in front of me, right? Because yeah. I know it's going to be delicious and I'm going to absolutely enjoy everything guilt-free, right? If it's not all my vegetables that I normally eat, doesn't matter. I'll make up for that when I get back home. And I think, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in the, I've got to, that we forget about just chill out and enjoy life, man. 
<laughs> That's awesome. It, you, you just brought up something that I never realized how much unintentional guilt I put on people by the way I eat. Like I eat how I eat, because, especially when I was super strict back in my bodybuilding days. You know, I would go out to, out to lunch or business dinners and I'd be getting the dry chicken and telling them to you know give me the vegetables with nothing on it. And I was doing it because that's what I wanted. But then, like you said, people start, they feel guilty around, you know, I, I could care less. Like if you're getting the, you know, super two pound burger with fry, like I really don't care, but people get, get self-conscious. It's funny. Yes. It's funny. <laughs> Especially if somebody's cooking for you, right? So um, I think, you know, if we're going into anything for a, with a guilt attitude, you know, how many people go to the gym? Oh, I feel guilty. I've got extra pounds. Or, you know, um, I'm a divorcee and I need to look good again. You know, I let myself go. I've had children. I've let myself go. Or I've been working in the office too much and haven't been able to get to the gym. And they go to work out because there is this kind of a guilty approach to it. And it's like, I think, you know, the guilt we need to put aside because it's, it's bad psychologically. It's just that what value are you placing upon yourself? And if you haven't given yourself the time to take care of yourself, now is the time to give yourself permission to do so. And throw guilt out the door. Doesn't matter what you've done, it's what you're doing now. And when you go to the gym or when you're going and working out and doing anything that's going to enhance your body, mind, heart, and soul, then look at it as doing yourself a favor, placing value upon yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I tell people that the two types of exercise I recommend are something you enjoy. I keep mm -hmm. hearing you say that, you know, doing yes. what you enjoy. I agree with that so that you'll stick with it. Yes. And then number two, you know, strength training for, you know, the reason I, I briefly mentioned, you know, earlier. Yeah, I think strength training actually is something that, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the other edge of the scale. I'm a senior. I was not brought up with strength training, you know, and um it is something that you need very, very much. And take this from an older person. Um, you need it because, you know, the body does start slowing down. Things do start declining. And if you haven't got that strength there and where I'm looking at people of my age that were in that business and they're still doing yoga or they're still working out and they're still keeping the core strong, you know, that they still get to enjoy life so much more than me who had physical problems and, uh, it hasn't got that strength. So that strength training you're talking about isn't just for today. It is for those senior years where you still want to be active and you still want to enjoy life. Absolutely, Sarah. I would, I would say it's more important, you know, as, as you get over 35, over 40 in your 50s, 60s. And, you know, two, a lot of reasons, but two of the big ones is, you know, when you get over about 30, 35, every year you lose uh, lean muscle mass. Yes. And lean muscle mass is what drives your base metabolic rate which is the number of calories you burn every day. So if you're normally your base metabolic rate, you know, let's say it's 2000 calories, you get over 35, it starts gradually going down and down. So even if you eat the same amount of food, you start gaining weight. And this happens yeah. to so many, so many people that don't realize it. And then the other reason that, that you said is, is in terms of uh, bone strength, you know, mm -hmm. functionality, as we get older, also our bones get weaker, especially yeah. someone that is prone to osteopenia, osteoporosis, um, you know, your posture, um, you know, your strength for doing everyday things. I mean, I've got, you know, a client I'm thinking of art who was not, you know, he was not really overweight, but he's in, you know, in his sixties and he was just hurting all the time and, you know, just doing yard work and stuff going up and downstairs was painful. And now he's been working with my team and you know, my personal training student in Atlanta. And he's now, he's been with us about a year. Like he, he just says, I do whatever I want. I'm playing mm -hmm. tennis again. I feel great. So it's, it's so, so good for you. And then this, you know, more and more studies are showing heart health yeah. um, is also positively affected by strength training uh, as much as, as cardio exercise. So I always tell people, you know, you've got the traditional strength training, you know, nutrition, cardio, three-legged stool. If I had to get rid of a leg, I'd get rid of cardio all day long and mm -hmm. just have the strength training and, and then a nutrition, good nutrition plan. Yeah. You know, which, you know, um, as we grow older, we do grow thicker in the body. That's just the way the body goes, but you can still have strength in the body. And I think that's, you know, whatever you're doing for yourself today and for your younger kids, bear in mind, you want to be there for them, for their kids. You know, when you're the grandparent, you want to know you can still chase them around. You can still play, play with them. Um, that you, cause you know, so many people now may be retiring early 
And it's like, oh, God, I'm retiring, but I'm too tired to play around the golf or I'm too tired to go and do anything. Um, a lot of problems today, too, like me, I'm seven hours a day at the computer. And so many people, and especially now working from home after COVID, and, uh, you know, it's, it is imperative, isn't it, that if you have this kind of sit down job, that you do do some delegation to, for your body, because it's not just for your body. It's for the entire wholeness of you, isn't it? To get up out of that chair and do something. Absolutely, it is. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the South, so I, I say amen. You're right. Um, balance again. You know, you, you love what you do in your work, and your work is very, very demanding. But if you don't say, okay, end of hours, no, no more, now is my time. You know, if the physical time I need to do, you know, the mental time I need to do, because um, that's all part of that strength and core training, isn't it? It's not just the body, it's the mind as well, and the diet, the whole package. But certainly, I think a healthy body equals a healthy mind, and vice versa. Have you found that? Yeah, definitely. And, and first of all, it's like time, you said, is the biggest number one excuse Mm -hmm. that I hear people give why they can't, you know, do a fitness program or, or eat healthier. The eating part, I don't quite get because it shouldn't take any more time to eat healthy than it does yes. unhealthy, right? I yes. mean, I guess you could say, well, instead of cooking, I can go to fast food, but like, there's so many companies now that will prepare your healthy food yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, is it more expensive? Maybe, but, you know, it, well worth it when you consider the difference in, in what's going to happen in your life. But time's the number one excuse. Mm -hmm. And so when I help people understand part of my first jobs, I work with a lot of business owners, professionals, is I help them understand that this is not just, yes, this is a personal decision. Like you said, your, your health is a choice. Personal decision to feel better, give yourself the best chance of, you know, living a long time, being healthy, being mobile, no guarantees, but a better chance fighting off long-term illnesses, you know, such as many types of cancers, you know, number one killer, heart disease, diabetes, all that kind of stuff, fighting off COVID and not having major issues. Obesity is the number one, uh, you know, uh, factors where people really struggle and with uh, COVID. And so, but also it's not just a personal decision. It's a business decision, especially mm -hmm. for, for business owners, because yes. that, I, I tell them, if you had an asset, that was a billion dollar piece of equipment, most important piece of equipment in your business, you know, everything depended on it for yeah. your business. Would you run it 24 seven redline it, never do maintenance and hope it doesn't break down? Of course not. That's crazy. But business owners are the number one asset yeah. in your business so it's yes. it's not optional to take care of your health and your energy it's imperative it's it's, it's part of and i would argue one of the most important uh things you need to do for your business every single day and people say well i'm not a business owner i work for somebody else yeah but you're the business owner of your household if you're providing for your household then you know again you can't work um or you're not at your max capacity that's directly affecting your income uh, you know, your quality of life, which you can do for your, your family and your kids. So uh, helping to, to just flip that mindset is, is one of my biggest jobs, uh, you know, typically with that, that time excuse. Mm. I actually do know some uh, companies that actually incorporate a, a gym uh, membership, you know, in with uh, as a perk so that, you know, um, you can't use money as the excuse. I've paid for your gym membership. You know, I expect you to go at least twice a week. And, uh, yeah. you know, because that's part of your maintenance as an employee in our company. Right. And I think it's a kind of a yeah. really good approach to have, actually, because if you if you are encouraging the people that are working for you to take care of themselves, they're going to bring a better selves to the company. That's so true. And there's more and more companies doing that. Uh, so that solves the, the excuse because mm. uh, time is the excuse. But then the real problem comes in. What do you think that is, Sarah? Why people don't do it? Uh, find another excuse not to do it. Well, they do that, but it's the accountability. Right. Because yes. I, I literally have a, a, a new client, uh, Jerry, that started working with us the other day, a couple of weeks ago. And he's got he works at a company that has like the most beautiful brand new gym facility on site. Super convenient for him. But he's like, I had never stepped foot in there. So he hired us to work with a personal trainer that meets him four times a week, you know, in our studio, face to face, you know, so you've got that, that appointment, that accountability. And, you know, until it's, until it becomes a lifestyle, yes. like, you know, like, just like brushing your teeth, uh, not that it's always easy. Cause I've been, it's a lifestyle for me. Like I'll never stop. It's not even a question, 
Um, and my goal is to get my clients to that point, but it's still can be difficult. But until that happens, especially if you know, you're over 30, over 40, over 50, you haven't been able to stick with a plan, like getting someone, whether it's a personal trainer, fitness coach, uh, a group of people, Weight Watch, one of the reasons Weight Watchers works so well, weekly accountability, you're weighing in every week. Um, that accountability factor is, is huge. There was actually a study, there's several studies done, but there's one I'm thinking of, um, I can't think of where, what university, but anyway, they had a, a group of people who just did simple walking. They're supposed to walk, uh, I think it was a mile every day, and one group had no uh, accountability, and the other group had someone call them once a week, hey, did you do your walking? Mm -hmm. And the group that had someone call once a week was 40 times more uh, likely to stick or, or stuck with their plan 40 times more than the group who didn't get the call. Right, because especially until it becomes part of your routine, until it becomes something I've got to do this because it makes me feel good, until it's like, you know, uh, I like clean teeth and I like the way my body feels after I've exercised or walked or done something, until it gets to that point, it's like anything in life, you're reprogramming. You're reprogramming the mind, you're reprogramming the body, and it's going to be resistant until it gets into a, into a routine, into a sink. And then it gets, oh, I can't live without it. I don't feel good yeah. without it. So, you know, like with anything, the, the transition into anything, you know, can be kind of either painful or you can find the excuses or I just don't feel like it, but push through, push through. Because when you get to that other side, it's like, now I can't you know, I'll give something else up rather than this. Yeah. Did you just roll your R there? Did I roll my R? <laughs> did you not normally? You did. It was awesome. I don't know. I've not acknowledged that before. <laughs> you have to go back and listen. It was like the perfect <laughs> R roll. I was about to ask you if you were, uh, what, if you had some Spanish uh, background. No, no, definitely not British background. <laughs> I think it was on resistance. I'm not going to try resistance to do it. Resistance. I, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, I always say resistance is futile because, you know, it's somewhere or the other, you, wh whatever excuses you make, however many times you try and resist it, eventually you're going to have to come back and face it and do it. And the more that you just kind of go, okay, let's just do it. Let's just commit to it. You know, I take the example of when I was in boarding school and this teacher would take us for a walk around the moors. And when we looked at it, you just saw the moors and the forest and the trees. Right now, I'd think it beautiful. But as a child, it's like, we're going to walk that far? No, no, we're going to walk to those trees over there and look at those trees. Oh, let's go look over there, over that. Or now let's go and look over this. And next thing you know, we're back at the boarding school. And it's like, felt like no time at all. If we stop looking at the end distance to start looking at little steps along the way, we end up doing it so much faster and it's like enjoyable. Find something to yeah. enjoy about it. I, I love that, Sarah. One of my, my strategies, you know, I use for sometimes myself and, and definitely my clients who are having trouble, like just get to, get to the gym or just walk, like you said, just walk mm -hmm. half a block. And the likelihood, once you just start, you yeah. know, body in motion tends to stay in motion, right? So once you start moving, you're, you're more likely to, you know, walk farther, like you said, or you get to the gym, you know, you're going to probably do a whole workout. So, yeah, I love that. So you work with people of all ages. Um, what's the youngest? What's the youngest that a person can? Because, you know, we see so many uh, conscious, uh, body conscious teenagers nowadays. And, you know, there's an awful lot of cruel teasing going on amongst teens, as you know, you know, um, from being a kid there. Uh, what's the earliest age one can really get in and start kind of working with kids on that? Um, they're doing it for body image at that time. They're doing it because they don't want to be picked on. But what age yeah, in terms of in terms of, you know, strength training, you know, with weights, you know, there's there's different uh, views on that. But, you know, your body's not typically fully developed until you're, you know, in your early to, or even mid you know, teenage years, yes. right? And 15, 16, you know, so everybody's different sometimes even 17, 18. Uh, so you want to be very careful in terms of like, you know, lifting heavy weight, but you can definitely do resistance training. You can do, you know, you can do all kinds of workouts, sports, plyometrics. And I mean, my kids, so the youngest client we typically will work with is, you know, typically like eight, nine, 10. And that's typically like with their parents. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I was doing, you know, I do push-ups and sit-ups with my five-year-old son. 
And then my three-year-old, uh, they, they try to do it. I mean, their form's pretty bad. But my five-year-old is, you know, he's getting getting pretty good at, at push-ups and sit-ups. So, and, and more, you know, not just, obviously at that point, they don't even think about, I don't, I'm pretty sure, don't think about what their body looks like. Right. Um, but it's more so just creating those, like, healthy habits. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I'll see them following, you know, I get a certain, one of my things, my goal, one of my goals is to get 10,000 steps a day, you know, simple way to, you know, burn extra calories, you know, low impact health, something anybody can do. It's not a walking is not a full fitness plan in and of itself, but it is a great way to, to burn calories, a great you know thing to do for your mental health, especially if you're outside getting vitamin D, uh, your heart, uh, your lungs, all that kind of stuff. And so now my kids will follow me around. Oh, I'm getting steps in, you know, and so I, I think it's super important for kids to you know, at an early age, get those, those habits, um, so that they carry them on. Yeah. And especially because like when you are in teenage years, you know, some of it is you are going to be chubby for a while. Your body's still, you know, kind of, it's like an accordion, you know, you have, you grow a few inches and you thin out and then you go wider and then grow again, go wider. And, um, you know, here's a tidbit for parents who are buying clothes for their kids, measure the tip of the finger from tip to tip and then measure the height. And if the tip to tip is longer than the height of the body, that's their next uh, growth. So if it's an inch oh, or wow. two inches, um, it's the next growth spurt that they're going to have. So you can be prepared for it when you're buying clothes, right? <laughs> oh, that's great to know. We have three uh, that are young, so we're going through a lot of clothes. So yes. I, I appreciate that. Tip. No, that's a great tip. Funny. I mean, I told you I grew up the chubby kid. I, I went through a couple of, I remember one specifically, I went through a growth spurt and it was, it was combined with, I went away for, a week for basketball camp and it's like my mom was like you went away chubby and now you're like a stick like it was so <laughs> and for, so for and it was like i still i still again i didn't know it was a kid i just ate right. whatever i wanted i was still eating everything and i was still skinny and then it went back you know then the growth spurt stopped and went back to being chubby again <laughs> yeah but a bit you know part of that is the natural accordion of the body you know and it doesn't matter if you if, if you you know as a kid gaining a little bit of weight it's still about are you living an active lifestyle are you building that strength resistance because we want kids to get out and have fun in sports in activities you know uh, play is so very very important for kids what we've forgotten as adults is how to have play as an adult and a lot of people look at the gym oh the gym you know i don't want to go to the gym we can get into a sport you love play tennis play um pickleball which i don't even know what it is but apparently it's extremely popular nowadays it's like find some activity you can do with other people that you can enjoy right but you know it's don't make it a chore make it something that you enjoy doing yeah it gets back in again doing doing something you love 100 percent. i'm lucky that i love going to the gym and and lifting weights like it's, it's just a personal challenge for me uh you know right now i'm doing some you know uh, all body weight training or mostly body weight training. So stuff I've never done before. And it's, you know, I'm awkward at it. It's not my strength, but it's, it's fun for me. So, but you got to find, so again, I'm, I guess I'm lucky again that the strength training, I'll say it again, like everyone should be doing it. You know, I recommend three to four times a week, but even two times a week, like for keeping your muscle strength, you know, maintaining your lean muscle, helping with your bones is, is, is enough as long as you're consistent. Um, you know, so yeah, I guess I'm lucky that, that uh, I enjoy doing that. And I don't, I mean, you're right. Like adults don't play. I no. don't, I really don't do any, any sports. I used to do a lot more, but you know, because of time and, you know, running my businesses, having three kids, um, you know, I don't do a ton of sports and I have a titanium left hip. Um, so, you know, a lot of people see me, Oh, you're this fit guy. It's just easy for you. Uh, no, like as, as I said, I, yeah. Struggle with the overeating, had early bone on bone arthritis at 30 years old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all have, that's the other thing is, is no matter your, I found no matter your situation, like I remember literally the same week I had a guy uh, not start his fitness program and he ended up never starting because he sprained his, his pinky toe. And then I had another client that started working with me that's in a wheelchair. Right. And so it's all about, you know, what it's all about your mindset, all about the questions you're asking yourself instead of saying, I can't do this because, well, what what can I do? Right. You know, I'm not climbing in the wheelchair. They're they're paralyzed from the waist down. But OK, that's a limit. That's a true physical limitation. But they can do a whole lot of stuff, um, you know, from the waist up. 
Yes, I have a friend whose son has a scoliosis, which is a twisting of the spine. He should yep. be six foot five. His upper body yeah. is of a six foot five guy. His legs, you know, make him, I don't know, five foot five foot seven or somewhere around there. But he, he does train upper body. So his upper body, if you were seeing him sitting down, you would expect like a six foot five guy to stand up. But his legs yeah. are twisted, spine is twisted. But for him, it was imperative to have that upper body strength and to make sure that that scoliosis didn't put him in a wheelchair, right? So yeah. he could do so. So the gym was, was a matter of kind of life existence for him. And, you know, as far as um, you know, if you don't want to go to the gym on your own, and a lot of people are extremely self-conscious, you know, oh God, I don't want people to see, you know, how much weight I've put on. And nobody really at the gym cares, right? Because they're there to look after themselves. Go with a friend or make it a, you know, a spouse thing. You're doing it together get a babysitter or ask the grandparents to look after the kids and go together. You're investing in each other's health. You're going to be each other's, you know, cheerleaders and you're doing yeah. it together. So if you feel like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, find someone to do it with, because then the, A, that person holding you accountable, but they also cheer you on. Right. And that could be really good for the mindset. Yeah. And, and you don't even have to go to the gym. You know, I mean, there's so, you know, it, last year with covid you know yeah. we got shut down being a personal training studio so exactly. we had to figure out we said okay well we're going to do zoom online personal training exactly how's that going to work who knows ended up working we said well this will tide us over for a couple of months so what happened was so we had to figure out how to give an effective safe one-on-one -on -one personal training session through zoom and guess what some of our clients had zero equipment Right. And so we were able, and most of our clients are over 50 and have, you know, some injuries and balances. We were able to figure it out. And a lot of our clients were like, you know, even more, some were still not comfortable coming back. And now, you know, with things, you know, heating up again or whatever, there, yeah. there's some people want to stay home. So they're still doing the virtual. Other people were like, you know what, I'll come into the studio one or two days a week. Uh, and I'll, but I can just come, I can get an extra workout in because I don't have to drive to the studio. I can just roll out of bed turn on the zoom and get an awesome workout. So we've actually expanded now into I think 15 states. I uh, have some, I have a guy in the UK doing personal training through uh, zoom. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you can, you can work out at your house. Um, you know, when there's tons of apps, I mean, you don't have to yes. get a personal trainer. I recommend if you don't know what you're doing, get one yeah. for a period of time until yes. you do know what you're doing, but otherwise but you, yeah, you can do more harm than good. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're right. So many, I never, again, it's something I never realized, like how intimidated people are at the gym, um, you know, and, and again, and a lot of people, again, because of health reasons aren't comfortable being around a lot of people now. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I, I realized I got a kind of a picture when I went to, um, we had a, a conference for, you know, big conference for a bunch of personal trainers and studio owners with my company. And I went and they were going to do a workout the first day, you know, 6 a.m., and all of us, you know, personal trainers, studio owners were like, what's the workout going to be? You know, what do we get? Like, we were all nervous about it. Yeah. And then I remember the the person doing it said, how do you think your clients, you guys are like frigging fitness people. Yes. How do you think your clients feel stepping foot in the gym that haven't worked out in 20 years or maybe yeah. never in their life? Mm -hmm. And it helped give some perspective on that. Yes, most certainly, because it can be intimidating, you know, especially if you're next to a nice young bod. And you go, oh, my God, I just, you know, I can't do this. You know, I look at that body and I look at mine and it's, you know, there's yeah. the, the bit of the shame factor, which we put on ourselves, right? It's purely we put ourselves. It on ourselves yeah. but it's not human nature, that comparison. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most normal deadly things, things people do. One of the most deadly. <laughs> yeah, one of the most destructive things to do because yes. everybody's different. And it's, again, it's why I created the, the model that I have. I mean, we're a private studio. People mm. come in, they literally have, we do small group training in a room but our main focus is one-on-one. -on -one. So people right. literally have their own room working one-on-one, -on -one, you know, completely customized, nobody getting in their way, nobody's staring at you. So there are, you know, options for, you know, people who, who don't feel comfortable, um, you know, to again, work in a private studio or work virtually, you know, with a coach or just, again, you know, do it, you know, get an app and, and do it in your, in your home or build out your home gym. You know, I have a yeah. lot of clients I do coaching with that, you know, have, have their home gym and they, they do it from home and they're, and either, you know, either we meet, meet them over Zoom and do personal training or I just check in, you know, once a week or so, you know, for that accountability factor. And I can tell you the people with their home gyms were really happy last year yes. um, when, <laughs> when nobody could go to the gym. <laughs> and, you know, this is the thing about businesses having to pivot. 
All right, now people can come to you, but now you can come to them. And not only that, it, it broadens out, you know, literally globally of where you can go. So, you know, uh, again, the, oh, I can't go to the gym, it's COVID. No, 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 the gym can come to you. You just put on the Zoom. I know many, many people who do this, um, you know, that they work out to that. And the fact that you do things, you know, privately one-on-one, -on -one, if you are out of shape, if you do have health issues, if you don't feel comfortable, you know, um, walking into a big gym with all these people there staring at you, um, get that trainer, get you first. Because now you can work with them and if they want to start working at home first in before they feel comfortable enough going anywhere, right? So it's also the practicality and the sensibility of knowing what to do for your body. The last thing you want to do is people jumping into something. Oh, I've got to go and do this. Got to build my cardio up. And they, you know, have a heart attack because they've pushed themselves too soon or yeah. too far. You, the, if you're out of shape, you've got to get into shape slowly and methodically. And not just think, well, you know, at the end of the month, I'm going to have two abs, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in obviously working out and, and pushing yourself in intensity, but you got to be smart. If you're yes. if you're hurt or dead, you can't work out at all. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So where are your studios? So I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Northeast Atlanta, and I have, yeah, two studios here. It's Dunwoody and Johns Creek, Georgia, for anybody who knows where that is. And if people wanted uh, to do the Zoom thing, um, you know, have you as a, a private um, coach on, on, through Zoom, how do they go about doing that? They can reach out to me. They can go to my website, russyager.com. Um, you know, just send me an email, you know, send, fill out the contact form. I can reach out to them. And then if, you know, if somebody is uh, way at the, probably the best way I can help, because I know a, there's a, maybe a few people listening that will be like, man, connect with this guy. I want to work with him. That's awesome. But there's probably more people that, you know, just, hey, I'd love to, to get some more info. I know I talk, talk fast, go through a lot of stuff, is they can get my uh, free book. I just, uh, I wrote a book seven years ago, Live Longer, Feel Better, Look Great Naked. I just updated it and turned it into an ebook because my, my personal mission, you know, I told you I've helped tens of thousands of people mm. at this point. My, one of my mentors is Grant Cardone, who got me this cash flow t-shirt. Uh, he was on Undercover Billionaire. I mean, huge, huge thinker. Yeah. And so he helped create my new vision. My personal mission is to help 10 million people get the physical, mental, and emotional health they need so they can fulfill their purpose on earth and live a life they love. Right. And so that's why I create, rewrote my book, turned it into an ebook, did updates. And so they can go to freenakedbook.com uh, and get my book. Um, and that's, they get it for free. Uh, be careful typing in the URL though. Uh, you might get something you don't want. Uh, <laughs> yes. <you're not> <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And, <laughs> um, you know a free book you've got no excuse folks right <clears throat> get the book get the incentive reach out to you and if if they can't reach out to you for any reason i mean but i i like the idea that you want people to get healthy and you know this title of the show is your health is your choice that's a matter of fact folks you know it doesn't matter if you're dealt with a disease or a disorder you know that's uh, what you've been given and it's your challenge to face and to live with or to live through. Um, and it's not about somebody else fixing you, it's other people helping you help fix yourself or you know, improve your lifestyle if it's something you can't get rid of. And really it is our choice, isn't it, of what we do in our lives. But the, I think the main common denominator that we're looking at here is straw, uh, str you know, um, core strength, core strength. Anybody who's got anything, that cool strength is something that's going to help them through it. Definitely. Everything, stem, everything stems from your core. Yeah. And that's not just, you know, the core strength, that's the mental and heart and soul strength as well. It's all from there completely. Um, so you've got this. So if people want to do Zoom things with you too, they find it through the site. Yeah, they can just, again, go to my site, rushyager.com. We can, you know, have a conversation and, you know, kind of see see what makes sense or if it makes sense to even work together. And, you know, and people don't have, again, I'm obviously a huge believer. If you don't know what you're doing or you're not going to yeah. do it, like get a professional, invest in a professional, do it right. It doesn't have to be me. You know, there's there's a lots of qualified professionals. But it is interesting because what what opening up to, to online personal training did is it made people up their game. Yeah. If you're the only, you know, studio and personal trainer in town or there's a few, 
you know, okay, that's your competition. Now the whole world is your competition. Mm -hmm. And that's why I demand of myself and my team to, to be the absolute best. We had a lady in Washington that just started with us, you know, total opposite, probably pretty close to you. Um, am I right or wrong? Uh, where is she, Washington? She's in Washington. I don't know, somewhere uh, in it, Washington. Uh, That's um, on your side of the country, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, it's, it's, it's the other the side continent? of Portland, and then you've got Seattle, and then you've got British Columbia, yeah. So okay, still anyway, she's on she's <laughs> on the West Coast, and she, you know, she saw some of my stuff online, downloaded my book, and she, you know, is doing virtual training with us. She said, I couldn't find any personal trainers in Washington that I felt comfortable with. And mm -hmm. so it, it really has come from a business standpoint. It's caused people to up your game. But from a consumer standpoint, like if you're going to work with a professional, ask them questions. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people say, are you are you certified? You know, that's important. They ask that because I think there's that's all they know to ask. But at like, who have you helped? Mm -hmm. What's your you know, do you have actual success stories? What's your methodology? You know, is it are you working as a team or are you you know, is it just you, you know, or what do you help me with my nutrition? Is it just the training? You know, how do you hold me accountable? Is the program customized or, you know, all those kinds of things and really, you know, finding someone that is, um, is qualified because you said it, I mean, the worst, the worst thing that can happen is you do it on your own or you work with somebody that's unqualified and you get hurt. Yes. Um, and then you're not only you're hurt, which, which sucks, but you're more likely to be like next time I'm not, I'm never going to do it. I literally I have a client who's a virtual trainer lives in Miami with us and he's worked with trainers in the past and he got hurt. I, he kept saying, man, I need to get in shape. I want to work with you, Russ. You know, we have a good relationship. And finally, I just asked him, I said, why haven't you worked with you? I'm scared I'm going to get hurt. I've gotten hurt with trainers in the past. And so super, super important, um, you know, that you're, that you're safe. And I don't want to scare people like, you know, you shouldn't be scared to push yourself and, uh, you know, do things. But, but know your you limits. Know, you want to yeah, until you, until you have that base, you know your body, yeah. you understand form, um, it, it's important to learn how to do it right. Well, you know, especially with so many people with some form of physical disability today. Um, you know, I'm fibromyalgia, which is very, very common nowadays. And the, you, you need a coach that respects your own limitations. No, we're not making excuses, but your push through and my push through will be different. And it's like, egg me to, to push through as much as I can, because it's pushing through the pain. Um, but you, it, you have to look at each client as what are they capable of within the parameters of who they are or what they're dealing with, right? And as you said, the person probably got help was just a coach, no, push, push, push. It doesn't matter if it hurts, just keep pushing. And you know, in some yeah. cases, if it hurts, there's a reason, right? And it's, you're so right, it's their lifestyle too. Like, I mean, and I did this, I was guilty of this after I won that transformation contest. I did what a lot of young trainers do. I trained everybody like a bodybuilder. Right. You're gonna work out six days a week, hardcore, and you're gonna eat chicken and broccoli. And then two hours later, you're gonna have a protein shake and you're gonna alternate that, you know, six times a day. And, it, and the problem is, is you get somebody motivated enough, it, it works, but, the, but for somebody that's, you know, over 40 has kids runs yes. business doesn't want their life to revolve around right. eating and working yeah. out it's not sustainable and mm -hmm. so being able to to recognize what what people's goals are what their physical limitations are and really what taking the time to know and, and this is what i encourage all your listeners to do like take the time to know like what do you really want like i want to lose weight well is that's just like you know really what what it, what does it really come down to i mean do you how much weight do you want to lose? And then it really comes out. Oh, I just want to feel better. Yeah. I want to be healthy and feel yeah. better is what most people come to it again. Some people, Hey, I want to be the, the bikini model and that's no problem. But I'm also honest with people like, you know, or I want to have the, I want to have a six pack mm -hmm. like, Hey, you can do it. Everybody's got a six pack, but then it's my job to say, Hey, here's the, here's the recipe for, and, and I want to do it in six weeks. Right. She's like, that's not safe or possible, but I want to do it in 12 weeks or 16 weeks that is possible and you can do it and I can help you do it. Here's what you're going to have to do to get there though. Yeah. Really? And then it becomes, are you able and willing to do that? And, yes. and lots of, if yes, let's go. But lots of times the answers will no. then I got to, you know, got to be honest. Okay. Well, what let's, let's get what is realistic for you and set some more, you know, realistic goals that are going to fit into your whole lifestyle versus just saying, I want to lose weight. I want to get a six pack, just these kind of random goals that people, you know, think they're supposed to do. Right they're supposed to do. No, you're doing it for you. And I think that's something to always remember. Whatever you're doing for your body, whatever you put in and whatever exercise you do out, you're doing it for you. And the better you can serve other people in a better way. 
So do it for you. As you said, your health is your choice. Your body is your choice. So if you're going to look after your body, you're looking after your health, you're looking after your mindset, and you're actually being more available for the people that you care about in your life. So do it for you, not for, you know, you know, um, Lucy's going to look at me if I've got that six pack. No, we want your personality to have the six pack, right? Lucy should like you no matter what. It's the personality first, not the, not the app. So I think it's also a good question for people. Why do you want it? Why do you want it? What's your, what's your end goal here, right? The wise, yeah. I mean, you said it, said it beautifully. It's, it's a choice. Yeah. Time is an excuse. You know, money's an excuse. Being hurts, an, it's an excuse. There's, I can give countless examples of people who, you know, have less time, you know, less money than than the people making the excuses. Um, so it, it is a choice. And then you said it too. The why is so powerful. Something I always say about what's your why? Because your why, again, combine what your, your why is going to keep you driven. Yes. You don't feel it. You've got to connect to that strong why, and it's different for every single person. Uh, but that why combined with that accountability, at least in the beginning, combined with an effective plan that's actually doable, that's the recipe for, for success and, and it works. Yeah. Well, it's worked for you. It's worked for all the people that you've helped and it's going to work for the people that you continue to help. So it's Russ Yeager. That's Y-E-A-G-E-R.com. You can also go to... Um, Got to put my glasses back on. Sorry, folks. Get old age there. Uh, fitness, okay. <laughs> fitnesstogether.com slash North Atlanta. Uh, they could also find you on Facebook, uh, Russ Yeager Coaching, and uh, the same in LinkedIn and Instagram. So they can reach out to you in any way. No excuse. They can get the book free, folks, free. There's no excuse there. And, you know, wherever you are in the world, you've got a Zoom chat you can have with them to find out if there's a fit there. And it's all about putting your health and your well-beingness first. And when you do that, you feel so much healthier and happier, and then you're just more productive and more, serve, you know, be able to serve more people in your life, right? I love it. Yeah, you, I couldn't have said it better, Sarah. Thanks so much for sharing here today, Russ. And to everyone else, remember, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your longevity, to the people that love you, to the people that work with you or for you. It's all about that investment in self very imperative that you do that for you if you want to have a productive life until next time bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show you will hear many many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com we have new shows for you out every week just find them on our podcast or, or what's new if you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.